good design definitely evokes a feeling. And that's been one of our goals with UC is to try to make people feel happy or make people feel loved or accepted. And so, yeah, there are a lot of little ways to do that. Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. This is a community of women supporting women. Tune in every other Thursday to hear from SK Vaughn as she catches up with ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We will cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, thought leadership, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you are a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. Let's do this. Amanda is the creative director and lead designer at Musi, a nationally recognized bath and body line based in Mississippi. After becoming a proud graduate of the University of Mississippi, Amanda and her husband Drew spent four years living in the Upper West Side of New York City, where she started her career working remotely with the bath company Musi. However, her heart eventually led her back to the warmth and hospitality of the South, where she has now since made a significant mark in the world of creative design. Amanda currently resides in the charming town of Oxford, Mississippi, with her husband Drew and her two-year-old son. Amanda, alongside Musi's owner, Leisha Pickering, serves as the driving force behind the brand's whimsical aesthetic. With a remarkable seven-year tenure as the lead designer, Amanda has been the mastermind behind all of the packaging designs and brand photography, which we've all come to really love and recognize. During Amanda's time at Musi, the brand has garnered widespread acclaim, earning recognition from prestigious platforms such as The Today Show, Southern Living, Harper's Bazaar, and even securing a spot on Oprah's coveted list of favorite things three years in a row. She has been the lead designer on brand collaborations with Anthropology, Maisonette, The Honest Company, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, West Elm, and Alabaster Co., just to name a few. Her dedication to excellence and unwavering commitment to the Musi brand continues to elevate Musi's presence in the market. Outside of her creative endeavors at Musi, Amanda finds joy in the simple pleasures of life by spending time with her family and friends. I am so excited to have Amanda joining us today. You are absolutely going to love this episode. All right, y'all. I am so excited to have Amanda joining us this week on the Lazy Leap podcast. So welcome. Thank you, SK. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So, yeah, so excited to have you. It's been uh, a while and I feel like it's a full circle moment. So I'm excited to have you. I know. I think my favorite memories of you are always hearing my sisters say, oh my gosh, wait till you see Sarah Catherine Beasley's part of this dance recital or this. <laughs> oh gosh. Because <laughs> you were just always such an incredible dancer. And that's what I'll always remember from just childhood and growing up and being around you. So You're too sweet. Well, that feels like a forever ago, but thank you. I mean, I always, always loved those dancing days and I just always loved kind of being with your family. It feels like just growing up. So full circle. It really is. Well, every episode will always kick us off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? So while you're thinking through yours, I'll go ahead and start. So how am I surviving this week? Well, 
It's been a crazy week, believe it or not. It's only Tuesday because we're recording today. But I just feel like with having all the the crazy weather, trying to work remotely through all of it with bad connections, trying to keep clients engaged when we just started back from the holidays, like just insert all of the things right now. I think it's just been a tough transition back into work because I also had COVID the first two weeks of the year. So it's just been kind of a combination of I'm going to survive, but I'm going to get through it and we're going to get, really get it to the other side. Yes. I feel like everyone's been sick and like, it's just the weather has just thrown everyone. So get it. how are you thriving? I'm thriving. Well, it's the little things, you know, I, it's just such a sweet time. It's Mardi Gras season for us down here. And like I've mentioned right before we jumped on, I'm still kind of learning like the ins and outs of Mobile and the whole moon pie thing. And I'm jumping Fun. on some parades and I'm going up going to some balls. And so I just kind of feel like I'm having like a little Cinderella moment. I don't know if that's what you yes. call it, but that is yeah. so much fun. You know, I guess just being from North Mississippi, we never really got that into Mardi Gras, but there's so many layers to it. And it always just seems like it's the best time. So that's so fun that you're getting to kind of experience that. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, there's just, yeah, there's so much to it and you just don't know until you get into it. Yeah. It's like a whole world. Yeah. It's a whole different group of people. It's, it's super fun though. Everyone's just so carefree and yeah, my kind of people. So it's been fun. What about you? How are you surviving and thriving? I am surviving. It was crazy, crazy weather in Oxford this past week. We were snowed in, school was canceled. We couldn't leave our house for like seven days or something just because the ice was just covered all over the streets. And I have a two-year-old little boy and he he hasn't been able to go to school at all. He goes to school till like 12 every day. And that allows me to like get work done because I work remotely from home. And so, yeah, I'm surviving be playing that like stay-at-home working mom life. So yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been interesting to say the least, but he does start back tomorrow. So it's going to be good. We're going to get in a routine again. <laughs> yeah. That's helping me thrive. <laughs> yeah, getting back to the that, routine. yeah. We're going to get back in a routine that things are, things are going to be good. So, and then thriving, I would say I'm just excited for the new year it's always super crazy with work around the holidays. We have we had market last week in Atlanta, and that always just takes a lot of work from the team. And it just feels good to kind of take a breath from the holidays, be able to like look forward to to planning for the new year and you know our fall line and stuff like that. So that's the stuff that kind of excites me is yeah, just getting to create. So. Yeah, well, that's a fun, fun season to be in too. And I can imagine how crazy market has to be too. And getting prepared for that, like following all the holidays, because it was just last week, you said? Yes, it is a huge undertaking for brands. And market is kind of that, it's kind of the thing similar to Mardi Gras. It's like this whole other world. And if you haven't been, it's quite the experience, but brands from all over the world really come to the international gift market in Atlanta and stores and buyers and 
you know, PR teams, they come and kind of discover your brand or order from your brand. So Musi, the company that I work for, has a big booth and we show there every January and July. So it's always a big undertaking, but a huge part of our business. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions. I'm just ready to jump in, but yes. I'm going to try to stick to the script over here because there's just so many questions. I've also been on the other side, I guess, growing up, my mom had a kids clothing and toy store. So we were those people on the other side buying from the brand. So it's unique to kind of hear like from your experience. So yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see it. And I've always like, I've wanted to be on the buying side too. I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just get to pick and choose? Like you don't have to like <laughs> sell it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Amanda, this is a loaded question. It's one of the questions I always lead with for better or for worse, but give us a glimpse into your kind of past and journey to your current role. I realize it's a lot to kind of jump into, but I think it gives us a little context of where you've been and how you've gotten to where you are today. For sure. So I grew up in a town called Tupelo, which is where SK's from and um, was the youngest of four and just had, you know, a really beautiful childhood and was super, you know, creative as a child and loved to paint and to, you know, draw and dance and sing and kind of like every little girl does. And when I was in the 10th grade, my family actually moved to a town called Madison, which is right outside of Jackson, Mississippi. My dad's job changed and our family moved there. And that was a really hard change for me, but it ended up being really, really good. And I met my husband, Drew, there <laughs> at a football game and just met some of my very best friends in, in high school there. So I, I completed high school in Madison and then I went on to Ole Miss and I graduated with a degree in integrated marketing communications. And I really like grew this love for photography and graphic design in college. I, I took a few classes with those kind of centered around those uh, things, but I was really just involved in basically anything that I could be involved in where they would let me design something or let me take the photos for it. And so that really kind of kick-started my thought that I might could do some type of career where I could get paid to maybe do graphic design or maybe do photography. And my senior year, I, I landed an internship in Dallas at a big ad agency. And there I learned just about like the whole world of branding and advertising. And I kind of was like, it was the it was the first time that I really was like, oh, I could like maybe have a career like doing something like this. I always thought I'm maybe like an art teacher or I knew I wanted to do something creative, but you know, we didn't grow up with the internet like at our disposal like kids do now. So we didn't know of like all the possibilities of things that you could be. You kind of just you know, your your mind can be kind of narrow, like, especially as a child. And like, a freshman in college, you just you don't know. 
And so, yeah, I did the Dallas internship, learned a lot there, and then graduated from Ole Miss with that degree. And then I accepted a job with adorable little card company called Thimble Press in Jackson. And I was like the assistant to the creative director there and anything that I would like could get my hands on, anything that she would let me touch, I would do it. And so I did that. And then that actually led to the opportunity with Musi. And yeah, I was offered the position there super young. <laughs> Looking back, I, I, I can't even believe they, they hired me for it, but I'm super thankful for it. So yeah. That's a little bit of the journey. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's, it's a, a important journey. And I think you touched on something that I think we all can really resonate with, which is part of the reason why the podcast kind of was inspired is, you know, providing a lot of different opportunities for ladies, really anyone who is trying to discover who they want to be and what they want to do. But sometimes like not having the, the, craziest ideas or not having the opportunities presented in front of them of what they could do kind of limits you. Like you don't, you don't shoot for the stars because you don't even know that the stars are there. Yeah. Um, exactly. And having those opportunities presented and, and actually seeing for yourself, okay, I can actually do this. Like this is a full fledged job and I'm going to kill it. It's going to be great. And you yes. did an incredible job. So it's a no brainer that that's the line of work that you ended up in, but it's nice and refreshing to hear that I wasn't alone, at least, and trying to figure yes. out, okay, what can oh it my be? gosh. And I think that's just like a rite of passage with growing up and just figuring out what you want to do. Like every college freshman goes in and they're like, I mean, there are definitely those that are like, I'm pre-med, like I'm going to be, you know, a doctor or whatever. And I was just never that. And I, I knew that I had, you know, s- some gifts and a thought that I did at least. And I was like, I, I want to do something with that. Yeah, I think it's also about just finding someone that believes in you that, you know, says that those things are possible too. So you touched a little bit on this, but what about the Musi brand inspired you to want to join the team? Like what is kind of that story? Because it has evolved. Yes, it has. So when I joined the Musi team, it was Musi was really small. The owner, Leisha Pickering, had started it like out of her kitchen and started making bath bombs as a way to employ like vulnerable people in her community. She thought if she could make like a handmade product, then she could provide work in her community. And so it started as this really small idea and it started with just bath bombs at a farmer's market. And eventually she took it to the international gift market, which I was referencing earlier. And it just grew like a little following. And so it's been around for about 10 years, 10, 12 years, somewhere around there. And so I came in around like the fourth year of its life. And so um, it was still kind of in the baby startup phases. I was just really, I was, I connected right off the bat with Leisha, the owner, and we just became really good friends. She's, she believed in me. She saw potential in me and thought that I had a talent and she hired me. And so I was like, someone's going to pay me to, you know, get to design their packaging and their branding. And like, heck yeah, like I'm 22. I'm totally 
taking this job. But what's so inspiring about the Musi brand, and a lot of people don't know this, is Musi hires women. We've partnered with an um, organization called Crossroads. And Crossroads is a rehabilitation program for women coming out of prison. And in their final stage of recovery, they're offered a job at Musi. And so we partnered with them because we have found that there's this huge kind of population of vulnerable women that if they want to change their life and they have a felony, then it's almost impossible to find work. And so many of these women have just had in, like just crazy traumatic stories that like we can't even like imagine, imagine. And they just need somebody to give them a chance. And so that's what really inspired me to work from UC was like, this is, you know, sure, this is a really cool product, but the hands that make this product, you know, it felt like more to me. It was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm, I want to be a part of that. So I love that. I don't think I knew that part of the story. It gives me chills just thinking about all the kind of the good work that you've been able to do in addition to having a really great product. And do you know, and this is like a random stat, but do you know how many maybe ladies y'all have employed? Yes. So we have employed probably over 400 employees. What we try to do is we say Musi is like a stepping stone. And, you know, if you want to stay at Musi forever and work, then you totally can. But if you want to like go get your, you know, degree or maybe work on your GED or, you know, go be a mom or go, you know, do something that you dream of doing, go do that too. Yeah, we've 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 been able to work with some incredible women and and have really seen the proof that when you surround a person with just support and love that they really can like change their life. And they really do want to kind of break that cycle in their life. Oh, that's powerful. Seriously chills over here. I love that. Are you looking for a new membership to really plug into find community and really begin thriving? Well, we have just the membership for you at the Ladies Who Lead podcast. We have a membership on Patreon that is the thriving membership. It's only $5 a month. You get exclusive content, bonus episodes, sneak peek of the new merch, and early access to all of our announcements and promotions that are happening right here, right now. You're just the first person to know about it. If this sounds like the membership group for you, don't hesitate to sign up as we link it in our show notes. It's patreon.com backslash the ladies who lead. And this is an incredible membership you do not want to miss out on. Well, switching gears a little bit, you were living in New York at the time prior to, you know, joining this team. I think you actually joined while in New York, right? Why did you decide to move back to Mississippi? Yes. So I, my husband, Drew had accepted a job right out of college and we were just newly married in New York and it had been kind of a a pipe dream for us to move to New York after college and I still had a little bit of time where he wasn't completely done yet and I had landed the job at Musi. So I had I had asked Leisha, I talked to her about maybe working remote. And these were the days before anyone really worked remote because it was pre-COVID <laughs> 2017. So she was like, yeah, you know, I think that could work. Like, 
I don't see why not. And so really started my career in New York, working remotely for Musi. My husband, Drew, is a CPA, and he worked for a firm there. And we loved our time there. It was like a life-changing, beautiful experience. It was a great place to like start our marriage and kind of set a foundation for just our life and our careers and our marriage. And then COVID hit. It was crazy. (laughs) New York City and COVID was a wild experience, but it was good. And we made it through and I found out I was pregnant. And so we actually had our first little boy, Maddox, uh, in New York. Now, I always said, I, I don't want a baby to like pick me out of New York. Like I want to leave on my own because it's my decision. I didn't want to just like, you know, find out I was pregnant and to be like, oh, we're leaving. We're going back to Mississippi. And so we tried it for like six months and my heart just said, you know what? you need to be near your sisters. You need to be near your parents, my husband's parents. And we just, we came home. Drew was offered this great job in Oxford. And we were like, this is just, we can't pass this up. This is a, this is a new chapter. Yeah, it was just, it was good. We kind of tied New York up with a bow and put it on a shelf. And that was our experience there. And then now we're really happy to be back in the South. Feels good. I love that. It sounds like it was very character building. I cannot only imagine COVID in New York. (laughs) I always say like New York will take everything out of you and then ask for more. It's just like it builds so much character. If you ever have a chance to go and live there, even if it's just for a couple months, like it's it's just a really cool experience. And there's really no place like it in the world, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And Welcome home. I'm sure it was nice to like be surrounded by family and friends again and and feel that support as you're growing your family. For sure. It has been. So So I have to ask this funny enough. I think everyone kind of generalizes all marketers under one big umbrella and they're like, oh, you know, you can do it all. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. You're, you're so funny. (laughs) I'm a strategist. I'm not a designer, but I'm in marketing. So I laugh at this a lot because I work on the agency side of things, not necessarily in-house. Now I have been in-house before for most of my career, but what do you think are the components of good design as a creative director? What are, what's kind of your thoughts around that? I love what you said that people kind of put marketing under this like umbrella of one thing. It's like, Oh, you can do it all. It's like, no, these are like way different skill sets and personality types and everything. Anyway, back to design. I would say something that is original and uniquely yours is what makes something stand out. And then as far as like components of good design, for me, a huge one is the use of color. When I started my career, like the popular cool thing was like the black and white, very minimal like packaging, branding. And I just never really resonated with that. And Leisha, the owner of UC, never really did either. And so she really challenged me to, she challenged me with this little coin term that she had 
created for music called Sophisticated Whimsy. And that's what she wanted the brand to look like. And we were like doing a complete rebrand when we, when I came on board and she was like, I want it Sophisticated Whimsy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so what I really learned from that was it's like sophisticated, but whimsy. So like not stuffy and formal, but not, you know, just still very like luxury and like streamlined. Um, so I found a really cool way to do that is just, you know, using really fun colors, things that stand out. Shape became a huge part of our business and the way we shape boxes and, and just, yeah. And then another one is texture. That's a huge thing in packaging and like the way something feels when a customer sees it, like, does this feel luxury? And then like quality, you know, uh, you can like easily tell like when you hold something, if it's like, oh, this is like nice. <laughs> I would say the last thing probably is just doing things with like great intention, choosing your colors, like based on what the product does. Like if it's supposed to be calming, like it maybe should be a more subdued, calmer color or pastel. If it's supposed to make you happy, then maybe it's something like bright pink or bright yellow. And so, yeah, I would just say like good design definitely evokes a feeling. And that's been one of our goals with UC is to try to make people feel happy or make people feel loved or accepted. And so, yeah, there are a lot of little ways to do that. So I would say like color, shape, form, texture, all of those kind of play together. And you do it so well. Just oh, go ahead thank you. Put that out there. <laughs> like you make it look easy. Um, and it is not, but it's not anywhere near my skill set. But I have so much just appreciation for good design. Like I think that's such a needed skill and it's so important to any brand. And I think you see it, it kind of puts y'all on the map in a lot of ways. Like the packaging is just unreal. I mean, I can't imagine what you're having to do on, on the Adobe suite side of things. Yes. It's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's fun. I always, always feel like I have the fun job at UC. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where do you draw your inspiration for like the different collections? Cause I think it's pretty far in advance, right? So you yes. mentioned fall already. So obviously you're, you're already kind of thinking about next year. How far in advance do y'all plan these things out? And then where do you kind of draw the inspiration from? We work typically, hopefully on like a six to nine month lead time on things. So like, hopefully we'll have all of our holiday done by like March. I'm also having a baby in April. So I've got to have <laughs> everything done for the rest of the year by then. Um, but yeah, so we, it's usually six to nine months. And then as far as like inspiration, as a creative, sometimes it can be hard to turn it off. Like you, you're just constantly like wherever you are, you're thinking of things. And my boss, Leisha is even worse. Like she is always thinking of things. And she is really just one of my biggest encouragers in helping me stay inspired and we're just constantly sharing things and traveling together and um, just finding inspiration wherever it may be. Maybe it's like one of my son's children's books or 
I mean, in our, in our team too, just like our, our sales girls and people that work with the customers, like they have a lot of great ideas too. And so they bring those to the table and we kind of just work together to think, okay, what, what does our customer want? What do they need? And then Leisha and I are like, what do we love? You know, like what that's kind of in our rule of thumb is we just always create things that we love and we would buy. So. Well, it's worked from concept to completion for sure. What do you feel like is the biggest challenge in your role as a creative director that most people probably wouldn't realize? I mean, I think content creation in general is very difficult, but from your side of things, when it comes to creative design and and direction, what's the most challenging? Yeah, I would say there's definitely a level of pressure to create and design something that not only looks really cute and fun, but that sells. And um, I think as like as artists, a lot of times we just want to create like whatever our heart desires. But at the end of the day, like this is a product and it's got to sell. There's got to be someone that wants it and will buy it. And we have a lot of great women that work at Musee and they depend on it for their livelihood. And so I I do, I kind of, as like the first like little baby step of a product where it kind of starts with, with me, I feel a little bit of a, a sense of pressure to make sure that people are gonna love it and they're gonna buy it. So yeah, it's just everyone that works at Musi puts their heart like into their job. And so I think just upholding the brand that we've all created, probably the hardest part. I get it. It's so funny. It's like the creative director, like everything stops with that person because they kind of have to be like, not the police of it all, but they're like, oh, is this really on brand? Is this really, let's go back (laughs) to our, you know, our branding guide, our style guide. Does, Does this all feel like it's in the same world? So for sure. And that part has been, because our team is so small, like that has been an easier part of like and some of us have just worked there so long it's like we just get the language of use of musi we just know if it fits with us or not just one second of of thinking of the idea and it's like okay let's make let's just turn this into a musi style so <laughs> yeah what advice do you have for other ladies who are looking to go into the, this kind of work i would say it's going to sound like super cliche, but like everything worth having takes a ton of work. Like it just takes day after day, hour after hour working on it. Like I was terrible when I first started design and graphic design and even photography. I look back at some of the stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I was, I was so bad. How did they hire me? But it, Every day, you know, you just work on it and you perfect your craft and it doesn't happen overnight. I think another thing too is just working in like a creative career. It it takes a level of vulnerability that other careers may not because things like your designs are really personal to you. And it can be easy to have your feelings hurt if someone thinks that, you know, they don't like it or it won't sell or I think you just you know you kind of keep your eye on the prize and 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 focus on just perfecting your craft like I said and then 
I always look at people that are like way better than me and try to just not really compare myself and get down on myself, but just say, look where like, look how good like design really can be. Look how good packaging can be and strive for that. You'll look back and like see growth that you have. So. Yeah, that's great advice. I think it's always easy, you know, when you start out at square one, it's people immediately can think, okay, how do I get 30 years down the road? And they can compare themselves to someone who's like, you you can't compare your day one to someone else's, you know, day one. You have to like be willing to like be terrible at something (laughs) (laughs) in order to be good at it. Like day one, you're probably going to suck at it. And then, you know, day, you know, seven years in or whatever, you might be decent at it. And then, you know, you look up and you're like, oh, I have, I have a couple of things I'm proud of. So absolutely. Yeah. That's what I keep telling myself. (laughs) I know, right? Same. So tell us about a time when something didn't go as planned, either with the design or the initial concept. And how did you and your team pivot and make it work? Oh my gosh. Something goes wrong literally every day when you have a company. (laughs) So it's hard to narrow one down. But I will say we we work with this and specifically in my role, we work with a manufacturer overseas that makes a lot of our packaging and the communication barrier one is hard to, you know, navigate but we have some great partners overseas that make a lot of our packaging and all of that has to be shipped over on like vessels and ships. And it can take, you know, months to come in. It can take, usually it's supposed to take like 30 to 45 days, but a lot of times we'll like a, a holiday will come around and we're waiting on these containers to come in. And that's just a, it's a, it's a stress point of the business that we face almost every year. And COVID, it was kind of a nightmare. Oh my goodness. There's so much stuff backed up at the port. You know, what do we do? Customers have paid for this stuff. They need it for Christmas. How do we kind of make everybody happy and get this stuff here? And then it's, we'll get it all in. And then our team will have, you know, one week to make 20,000 of this set (laughs) that's got to be shipped out. And so (laughs) we, we have to roll with it. Like we have to be super flexible and just, you know, keep our heads down and try to just push through. But I would say one way that we've been able to you know, just navigate stuff like that is, is by being able to be flexible and just say, you know what, we'll figure it out. We may not have it figured out right now, but like, it's going to work itself out. Trust the process. Just be willing to, yeah, just be flexible in those situations. And most of the time customers understand and it all comes in a spine. So you've been at Musi for over seven years now, and you kind of touched on this earlier. 
But how have you seen the brand transform and what has that experience been like being at the ground level and seeing how far it's come? Because you were like you mentioned, you were there kind of in the the baby stage, the infancy of uh, this incredible company. And, and what has that experience been like coming in at the ground level like that? Yeah, it has been really cool. And I think a lot of us that have been there so long, we don't really give ourselves credit for how far we've come but it's it's been incredible. We've taken this really small idea and by the work of many hands, like grown it into this national brand. I would say that like our values and our vision has really always stayed the same and it's always been there. And we've we have this goal of like what we want it to be. And it just takes working on it every single day. People just kind of putting their all in it every day and just learning and refining the products and refining the brand like in every possible way. And I always say that like, I want everything we touch, whether it to be, whether that's a product, whether it's pop-up or, you know, a display or a PR box that we're sending, I want it to have that, that musy magic where like someone feels super special and they, they kind of have this surprise and delight and they feel very loved and engaged. And it is a, it's a bath brand. <laughs> and so it's funny, you wouldn't think that you could evoke all these little feelings, but we really do have people come to us all the time and say, you know, this, this really, you know, lifted my spirit or this made me feel loved. And that's like the whole goal. Or this made me feel special or taken care of. And so, yeah, I think that we've been able to kind of expand the brand in that way where people kind of have this like feeling when they get it or when they see it. Yes. And when you can create that feeling, that's when you know you've done it. And <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I absolutely love the brand and the packaging. And I definitely think you've you've figured out that Misty magic. So. Thank you so much. Well, I got to send you, I've got to send you a big box of everything too. So you can see it and feel it in person. I always. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I do love a good bath. So I know it's just the best way to relax, isn't it? It is. What have been the biggest highlights of your career and personal life so far? So personal life, I'll start with that. Obviously meeting my husband, Drew, he is just the best. He's like the kindest, most gentle, supportive husband. And yeah, he's just, and he's a great dad. Second thing, obviously having my son Maddox and just becoming a mom has been a journey that has been so unexpectedly fulfilling. I knew that it would be fulfilling, but I didn't know like in this way. I'm just super thankful for them and excited to have another little one coming. So those are definitely some highlights. As far as my career, I would say, so for a while, Leisha and I had the had the dream of being in anthropology. We just love that store. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so we just kind of set this standard. It was like, okay, if we can get an anthropology, we've made it. <laughs> and a few years ago, they brought us on as one of their, you know, 
kind of main vendors in the bath and body sector. And that was just a really cool validating moment. I remember they ordered like 20,000 of some gift set for Christmas. And I was like, they're going to print this thing that we made up (laughs) and put it in 20,000 of their, you know, or I guess it it would probably be like 200 of their stores, but 20,000 of them, they want those. (laughs) And so that was really validating just to have kind of a big national brand like that choose us and buy our stuff and think that it was really great. And then, I mean, there's been so many vendors that have just been so supportive of our brand. And they'll, we'll see them at market and they'll be like, I was there when we're just starting. And that's also like a really fulfilling thing is to have someone be such a loyal customer year after year, buy it and really believe in the brand and support it for so many years. Yes, I love that. And going back to Anthropology, that is so cool. First off, it's my favorite store. Shout out to Anthropology. But what was that like? How did that even happen? Like, did they stumble upon y'all? Were y'all like pitching to them? Like, how did this relationship? Uh, so we had approached them, I think, a couple of times and just kind of got nowhere with them. And eventually they just responded. it's like when you just keep knocking like sometimes it's a you know it's not a no it's a maybe they eventually just sent a PO and said this is what we're gonna get from your line and yeah it was it was really cool and it was surreal and I remember one of the first Christmases they had had it all over the stores in New York and I went to go see it. And that, that's just a cool moment to get to see it like at Rockefeller Center or the Soho store, the Chelsea Market store. And so, yeah, that was really fun. And I would say that was a that was a big highlight. Our next goal is Sephora. So, yes, we'll cross our fingers on that one. We got to yeah. get in front of them. It's a little it's a little harder to get in front of them. So. Yeah, it's not if it's just when. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I love that. And you've y'all have had a lot of notoriety over the years. I think even your in your bio, I think you mentioned Oprah's favorite list. Like that's huge too, three years in a row. So a lot of great, awesome things happening. I know that was that that's that's been a big one and it's given us a lot of, you know, publicity and all of that. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day, but like it is, it is cool to like get to just say, oh, like they, they notice us for like this small brand in our eyes from Mississippi and, you know, they like us. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think the biggest one's obviously being personal to you. And I think it's so sweet that what you said about your husband. And I think it just is a testament to like a strong support system. And I think it takes a partner to do all the things together. It's not just one person behind the scenes. So that's a nice shout out. For sure. He, yes, he's the best. And girls, if you can ever find you somebody that's just like that gentle, sweet, supportive guy, go after it and hold on tight to it. Yes. And last but not least, this is my favorite question. I always ask every guest. How do you define success? I would say knowing that you've done your, 
your absolute best and feeling proud of the outcome. And then maybe just gaining respect for yourself and your craft because you know how hard you've worked and just being able to feel confident in your abilities. And that comes with time and it comes with age and, you know, just hard work. But yeah, just being able to feel proud and feel confident in in what you do and knowing that you've done your best doing it. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us today. It has been such a treat getting to just catch up, hear from you. I mean, this is this is awesome. So thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, everyone go go treat yourself to a little musy. Before we jump off, uh, what is your shameless plug? How can our friends and listeners find you? Yes. So you can find Musee at museebath.com. That's M-U-S-E-E-B-A-T-H.com. And then our social and all that's on our website. It's Musee underscore bath. And then my personal is Amanda Jones Broyles. So that's B-R-O-Y-L-E-S. And that's just my Instagram. So this has been fun. Yes. Thank you so much, Amanda. I just, uh, it's been a, a great time and I feel like I've learned so much in just this one episode. So thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the ladies who lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the ladies who lead podcast. Check out our Instagrams and in our show notes at the ladies who lead. And don't forget to check out our website www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.